Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. I'll ensure this bird for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. It's tough production. Not like going down to the film school and having Mum and Aunt Gilly supplying the catering. The show? Swallow your hole. No sinking or tinderizing. Down you go. Shoot it quick. It's not gonna be pleasant. Now, Altgate is a commercial insurance broker with film and entertainment expertise headquartered in Oklahoma. It means you get the Oklahoma film rebate and local people available anytime you need them. Think about this director. He's got black eyes like doll's eyes. His last show, 100 Men started production. Only 23 came out. Meal penalties took the rest. Northgate Insurance. Our website's at oklahoma-film.com. They place annual policies for producers of all types. Post-production E&O. Specific film project policies for budgets of all sizes. And they work with musicians, too. Place an insurance for gigs and events of all types. No matter what's your budget, whether it's five grand or fifteen million. Altgate Insurance can toss you a lifeline. And they can also find you coverage for post-production errors and omissions. You're gonna need it in order to get your film distributed. I'll cover pre-pro, production, post, the whole damn thing. Call Altgate at 918-574-455 for your movie's production insurance. That's 918-574-4555, Chief. Uh, thank you, Mr. Quint. We'll take it under advisement. I'll never wear a life jacket again. Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of the Oki Show Show, the podcast that dives into the finer details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industries. I'm Brian, your host, and uh, today's going to be a little bit of a different episode. There's not going to be any, like proper intro or uh you know there's we're, we're actually not gonna have any games or anything on this episode because it's it this one's pretty special this one we're talking to uh my grandpa uh hurley hughes who is an old um he used to be a horse wrangler back in the day in old school hollywood so he worked on a bunch of old western tv shows and old western movies and all kinds of things and he is going to be telling a whole lot about that. He he just kind of opens up his life and uh, and just tells all these really really cool stories. And honestly, this episode was kind of super special for myself and for my family. We I heard a lot of things that I had never heard before, and it was really cool to kind of get to share that. Well, it's cool to get to share that with you guys, and it was it was cool to see Kelly's face while we were while he was unveiling a lot of these things. So, this is going to be a really cool episode. Um, let's see. What, what's been going on with me? Well, I've been working on a couple different things. I actually, I had like a week and a half off, and I about lost my freaking mind because when, I, this is what I've learned. When you go from like a thousand miles per hour pace of working on, you know, a feature, and then you just get spit back into civilian life, like you just, you, you don't know what to do. So, I was just going insane with boredom for like a week and a half until finally we started working on this new project with Ryan Belgart from uh, Army of Frankensteins. And he's got a new movie called The Jurassic Games. And this movie is probably the coolest thing I've ever worked on. It's like all futuristic. Imagine if, okay, like imagine if 
Suicide Squad met up with the Hunger Games and then had a baby that was Jurassic Park. And uh, and then there was a little there was a little side action with the Matrix. That's the Jurassic Games. That's like the coolest combination of movies ever. So I'm super excited about this one. I already can't wait to see whenever it comes out and everything. It's it's been really really cool to work on. But I've also been really freaking tired. But um, in other news, you can now listen to the Oki Show Show on the actual radio. If you were around, uh, so the, if you triangulate the area between Ada, Davis, and Purcell, it's kind of south of Norman. So if you live down there or if you have friends that live down there, we are going to be on 104.5 FM, and they are, they're playing our show um, every, every Saturday or every other Saturday. I'm not sure, but it's on Saturday. <laughs> so just tune in, and I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll let you know. But how about that? We're on the freaking radio now. That's awesome. And also... We're on a freaking billboard. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I, 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 I got a picture of it. The, the Okie Show show is on a billboard down in Moore, right across from the Moore, uh, the, the Warren Theater and everything. It's super cool. There's all sorts of things happening with this show, and some of them I can tell you about, some of them I cannot. But um, along with us being on the radio now and on a freaking billboard now, now we're actually starting to take real sponsors. What? What? You mean the Okie Show Show is no longer going to be brought to you by wiener dogs or something like that or farts in an elevator? No, we're, to, we're, we're actually getting real sponsors. I'm actually getting ready to, after I finish this intro, I'm getting ready to walk out the door and head out to a meeting with a potential sponsor. So that's pretty cool. Along with that, we also now have a Patreon account. So if you yourself would like to to support this show, if you think that what we're doing here is really cool or important or or you just feel like tossing a couple bucks towards a towards a a, a guy and his co-hosts that are trying to make this show um then you can go to patreon.com slash okie show show and you we have all sorts of different little prizes and stuff if you if you become a patron if you pledge you know five dollars or more you'll get exclusive behind the scenes content if you Pledge $10 or more. Uh, we'll follow you on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to give you a shout-out on the show, and then you get all the behind-the-scenes stuff and everything. And then it just keeps getting more and more. Like, eventually, you start getting T-shirts and all sorts of little prize packages. So if you go to patreon.com slash Show Show, we have all sorts of little goodies for you, and we would love you forever. Well, guys, let's get right to this episode. This is episode 36 of the Oki Show Show featuring Grandpa Harley. But in line with what you were saying, hard to get started. Yeah. Hard for young people to get started. To get into it. I don't have any idea what it's like now. Well, I think that's going to be one of the really interesting things about this discussion is the comparison contrast of that time versus now, now. because the industry well, you know, totally Hollywood changed. in those days was pretty big Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Well, because this uh, was the 1960s or something. Yeah, I started in in about 1957 or eight or something like that. Okay. I can't remember. Wow. I I was still working. I was still in school in my last year of high school when I started easing into getting acquainted, you know, with some people. And it was very hard. I'm a, like I'm a horse wrangler, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not an actor. 
our stunt guy in our land. <laughs> that, you know, those people would have to speak about it, you know, from their angle. But, but from my point of view, you know, just I'm just wanting to be a horse wrangler, get a job, try to make a living. And, uh, and you know, when you made movies, not just westerns, but other movies that had livestock, where well, you had to have a wrangler. It's all unionized. You right, right. It's all unionized. It is still, yeah. yeah I, I, very much so. I Maybe not here as much, but I bet. Yeah. In California, it definitely is. Yeah. Here, we're a right-to-work state, so we have union. Like, I'm union. Things have but, changed. But you don't but, have yeah. to be union. You don't have to be union. Well, you had to be union, Dan. You had to be union. And to get into this, what we call the Wranglers Union, which was actually a branch of the Teamsters Union. Yeah. You had Early to have teamsters. a sponsor. You couldn't just go down to the union hall and mm, join up. Okay. I wouldn't let you do that. You had to have some body that was relatively... Oh, the word I'm looking for, you know, established in this business. To, that, yeah. to basically sponsor, sponsor you. That, you know? that stand it is up kind of still that way in California. Yeah. Yeah, so, you, yeah, you have to have some good credits, or if you know someone mm-hmm. that has good standing, then they'll... Yeah, yeah. I will you say that's pay, but you, you do have to pay. Well, see, that's the thing. Lot. Like uh, for the for the local four eight four union that I'm in, if you have enough money, you can technically you can buy just yourself buy out. yourself in. Well, yeah. but not yeah. That's but, not the way it. Well, I don't. Back know. Back in the day, you, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way it happened with me. But 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 yeah. but let me tell you how it happened real quickly. Mm-hmm. My father. Ernest Hughes and his friend Rudy Ugland. I think in Hollywood they butchered his name and called him Ugland, but the truth of the matter is it's pronounced Ugland. I'm talking senior, Rudy senior. And, and my dad, Ernest, they were traded horses. He bought, sold, traded horses. They had a little string of bucking horses, rodeo horses at one time. And, and they got a fo- acquainted with, I think, Rudy, I think it was, sold some horses to Fat Jones. You don't probably know who that is, but C.Y. Jones, Fat Jones. In the, in the movie business in those days, there was uh, Ralph McCutcheon, there was the Hudkins Brothers Stables, and there was Fat Jones that supplied oh. all the horses, related wow. livestock, be it and harness and all manner of wagons and horse-drawn vehicles that there was in you know to be used in the business. And I think Rudy sold Fat some horses. And through that, See, C.Y. or Fat Jones was the father-in-law to Ben Johnson. You know Ben Johnson? I know the name. I, I know the name, yeah. Academy Award. Um, uh, Life's Picture Show. For what? Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway ben, ben is a cowboy, genuine, from Oklahoma. Oh. Uh, raised on the, the uh, Bernard, uh, not the Barnard Ranch, but the... Oh, well, I can't think of the name of that big ranch, but that's a long story how he ended up ended up in Hollywood. But through through CY or Fat, as everybody called him, because he was, he was as tall as he was. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I got, I, me and little Rudy, meaning Rudy Sr.'s son and myself, were... I'll use the word sponsored. Oh. They helped us get okay. in the business. Wow. Fat and Ben. Yeah. 
helped us get in the business, and uh, we eventually were able to join and become bona fide members of the Wranglers Union. Oh, yeah. Cool. Like I told you, was a branch of the, uh, the Teamsters. Teamsters. Yeah. You know, Jimmy Hoffa. Team, Teamsters. <laughs> if yeah. you've ever thought you've had road rage, wait till you meet a Teamster. Those are the guys that drive the big trucks. They are the angriest people in the world. <laughs> well, if you'll notice, if you'll, you'll get a Teamsters logo, you'll notice it ain't got a truck on it. It's got a horse on it. See? Yeah. Because a Teamster, a Teamster is the guy that drives a team. Oh. Right. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, the, teamsters, oh. the Teamsters Union came into being before trucks. You understand? What right. I'm Okay. So then that's like one of the oldest unions uh, probably in the I, motion picture. I really industry. don't. Wow. I, I, I never said thought it, of that. <laughs> I said it came into being before trucks. I, I just know. Well, that would make sense because, like, yeah. you know, the horses were being used since the dawn you know, of film. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what moved. That's if it wasn't for horses, uh, we wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's I mean, so the, cool. the, you know what I'm saying. Oh, my. <laughs> now, I'm just curious because, like, we're talking back in the 1960s, which was kind of when the Western. You know, the big resurgence of Westerns was like, <laughs> well, I mean, actually, huge. You know, there was a, um, naturally, there were some very big Westerns made, you know, with a lot, a lot of people, not a lot of livestock and big movie stars and so on and so forth. But I came into the business along about the time TV Westerns were beginning yeah. to be made. You you guys are too young to remember this, but there was a time when you couldn't turn your television on without being a Western. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And what were some of these shows? Because I know you worked on right. you worked on Gunsmoke. Worked Gunsmoke. On, not, not a lot, no. We'd be straight and honest about all this as we're talking about this because uh, even though everybody is that ever worked with me is dead by now, but, uh, you know, I, yeah, I worked on Gunsmoke, but I didn't work on Gunsmoke every day. Okay. Yeah. You were a day player. Or that's that, what we call day well, playing now. Yeah, you know, I was very young, and uh, all, and like I told you, everything operated by seniority. Uh, it was all unionized. Uh, all the old wranglers got a job before I did. Mm. Right. And then if all the old old wranglers, the guys that had a lot of seniority, were already working, then then they come to her, and maybe give him a break. Yeah. And I get a job. Maybe I go work on Gunsmoke a day. Maybe a day. Maybe two maybe three okay and then over here we'd go work on Cheyenne or over here work on Rod or whatever you know yeah you know, just a day none of those shows did I ever just work and work and work and work on, yeah uh, because I had no seniority mm. some of those older guys did they they that's what they did they're locked in on like rawhide and they go to work on rawhide every time they shot you know and not me i go work yeah. on it once in a while <laughs> it is I, kind of that that is still a thing like, like for I the mean, big that, union shoots yeah. like the union guys are on a short list so like i'll get hired on as a boom operator because i'm on the short list of boom there's like three boom ops in the state i don't know how they then, do it but now but other but, people but, might, uh, they might yeah. go through some people before you get called <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. yeah. we as wranglers we were i don't know the word to use but we were graded. You you came in as a unregistered member, and then you worked your way up. And if everything goes your way, you you get rated as a number three. Oh. Okay. Which is at the 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 lowest guy on the yeah. ladder, you know. Third string. And then, and then maybe <laughs> two years later, if you're lucky, you get rated as a number two. Now you're getting a little seniority, but yeah. See, mm. since so one day. 
after many years of working in this business, I'm finally at the number one. You're number one. Yeah. But they quit making westerns. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> that was right around the end. And that was around 70, 75. Let's see, I left, I pulled up stakes and left there in 19, along about the fall of 1964. 64, yeah. really? Yeah. 1964. Yeah. Mm, wow. yeah. They, I mean, they, it was like all Westerns, and then it kind of just. Yeah. It slowed right down. Slowed all down. those TV Westerns began to die out. I, they made so many pilots, so many Western pilots uh, I, that never made it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I worked on a lot of pilots, and I worked on the Rawhide pilot. I worked on oh, the. Cool. What are they? The Bonanza. Bonanza! Bonanza! The pilot. Okay. I can't did remember you, that. Did you work on Mr. Ed? Huh? Did you work? Did you ever work on Mr. Ed? Mr. Ed, no. Yeah. But well, then why are we talking? My, yeah. I had a friend, My, you know, I mentioned a, my friend Rudy. Him and I got in the business together. We were, you know, we went down to the union hall and joined the union the same day. Same yeah. day. But Sharon, Rudy's sister, she was just a young kid at the time quite a bit younger than us you know like three or four years and but sharon you she came along and started working in the business and she worked on mr ed quite a bit wow. Did she really? oh wow yeah. i wonder what wrangling so that cool. would be like i just i mean can't get, i know get well, set up okay now in a box put the peanut Push, butter under yeah. his lip yeah <laughs> i actually watched the pilot of mr ed and that is a funny show a funny i forgot show. how funny it is i don't know why they don't air that i can't remember a lot i, I can't like, remember yeah. that i knew the man that trained the horse but the name slips me it just won't come to me anymore but he trained him you know all this oh yeah 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 Yeah. he he had him my favorite line in the pilot ed actually or uh wilbur asks ed like why am i the only one that can that can hear you and mr ed says don't question it wilbur it's bigger than the both of us (laughs) and that's the whole reasoning that's as far as they go don't question it (laughs) it's bigger than the both of us all right right. (laughs) you know i mentioned Sharon Euglund, my friend from years ago, childhood friend. You know, we all grew up together, me and Rudy and Sharon. And uh, their parents and my parents were, you know, friends. We'd go to the house, go eat out together and all that stuff, you know, back in those days. And, and Sharon, she, her and Jim, she married Jimmy Maderas. And her and Jimmy furnished all the livestock. Not, it's not just a matter of renting them the livestock and going to the motel room for the day. It's not like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, you're the, the these people are. There's a lot of technical advice and on hands work going on out there with this livestock. You know, right. yeah. I'm say, but they furnished all the livestock for. Uh, uh, Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Not, Dove. The original one, you know. The yeah, original. with, with yeah. Uh, uh, Robert Duvall and... Hmm? With Robert yeah, Duvall right. and Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> of course, I didn't... I that was, one, I, I was not there Lonesome at the time. Dove. I'd left. I'd left. I'd moved. Well, yeah. I, I was in Texas. Mm. I always tell people that he looks and acts just like Captain Call. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Grandpa Hurley right that. here, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'd have got a job doubling him if I could. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's funny, like, how Westerns were so huge and then you know there's all this work in in westerns and then it kind of stops i feel like that's what zombie flicks are right now like zombie shows all extra work i mean you can be a zombie extra on this show and that show and whatever and then that's gonna die out i don't know what'll take take the zombies place but 
same. The superhero movie. It's it's amazing how Hollywood kind of goes in fads and cycles. And like, you know, Westerns are kind of starting to make a comeback. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like The Magnificent Seven. Yeah. And yeah, Deadwood. Well, let me tell you this, guys. I'll tell you an interesting story. I worked on the original Magnificent Seven. You did not. I did. And then, and then... Another interesting story, you know, they made a, a a thing called How the West was one. Yes. Back yeah. in the back in the what years was that? Oh, that was. Oh gosh. Uh, the phones. Well, anyway, <laughs> say that was. But anyway, they made a remake like 20 years later, and I worked on it too. So I worked on the remake. That's fun. Wow. That's cool. What, what was what's the actor's name that did uh, Gunsmoke? Uh, the big tall guy. What was his name? Oh man. Uh, I'm so Arnest. bad with James. James. James Arnest. Yeah. 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 James. So James Arnest. See, he was the uh, lead actor over here on that uh, remake. The remake. Of How okay. the last was one. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, watch. Nineteen. Yeah. Nineteen sixty-two. Right. How the West was one. That. That was the is, original. Is that the original? And yeah. then the remake. Okay. They made See, a remake. It, they made it. The remake was a. They had a, a run of these things one time. They were yeah. called uh, miniseries. Yeah, they yeah. were called miniseries. Well, James Arness, you know who Michael Ars- and Sarah is? Michael well, there were Sarah. several older actors. I can't remember them all that yeah. did that. They even put me in wardrobe when we made that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, what do they call it? A Russian Cossack. <laughs> it was just kind of a background shot. I didn't yeah. have nothing. No, no speak. No part at all. That's one thing I've always thought was really funny. Like, you know, people are, get super excited to be extras and stuff in movies. Oh, I know. And then, like, if you're a crew, you everyone has the potential to be an extra in some way. Everyone yeah. has. Everyone on the crew has the potential of going through anymore. wardrobe and makeup, and yeah. like, except for me Throw because I in. have to hold the boom. <laughs> I'm the only guy that's that's <laughs> exempt from that. Listen to this funny story I tell you guys. This is back when I was just barely trying to get a toehold, just trying to get a job, any any kind of Wrangler job, you know. I was hanging around over at Hudkin. You know, I told you about the Fat Jones stable. Lots of horses, lots of mules and donkeys and all manner of horse-drawn vehicle that he supplied to the movie industry. But the Hudkins brothers, that would be Clyde, Ace, and Ode. They had a similar business down on Coldwater Canyon. And uh, I'm hanging around there. I'm not very old. I'm just, Like I said, I'm just trying to get acquainted, trying to get a job. <laughs> Lou Garner was the office manager's name. He came out. I was out there fooling around with some horses out in the barn lot. <laughs> so I'm just killing time or whatever. And he came out and he said, hey, you want a job? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it is. He says, well, can you ever drive a chariot? Oh. I said, yeah, sure. But I ain't never been in one in my life. You know? <laughs> but, you're, you know, you're... I drove some teams and I, I could confidently, I could do this, okay. you know. Says. So he says, well, Get that old man. No, oh, there was an old fellow there named Bill. He didn't. He was a kind of retired guy. He, he showed me what horses to pick out. And, and, you know, sometimes a chariot will have four abreast, but we only took two. Two horses per chariot. He, he's, me and Bill went out in the crowds and we picked out four horses, took them up to the saddle rooms, the tack rooms, the tack, you know, where the harness and stuff was, and 
picked out harness and about that time here come the truck from the studio you know a big semi yeah we loaded two chariots all the harness and four horses and went I don't even know where we're going. The so you're truck, just, you're just I going. don't even know where we're going or what we're going to do when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the driver, along the way, I, I, I find this go. We're going to Hollywood Park, you know, the racetrack. Out, oh, yeah. Out on the West Coast, you know, Hollywood Park. We'll get to Hollywood Park. I still don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> All you know is it involves chariots. Yeah. Right. Well, I, about the time we stop and drop the tailgate on the truck, well, here come a guy that I'd never met before. His name was Jerry. Crazy. Mm. It won't come to me. <laughs> there were, you know, I just, I can't remember. But anyway, Jerry, I, you know, over the years became a real successful guy in the business as an actor and did stunts too. But anyway, we got these horses uh, harnessed up and hitched up to these chariots and me and Jerry were driving around and just kind of warming them up, getting the feel of this. And pretty soon, here comes a guy with a big uh, paper mache horse head. <laughs> and, you know, and in this modern time, they would make them out of some kind of fiberglass or plastic or something. Yeah. But, but in those days, you know, yeah. it's real light, you know. Big old paper mache. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the chariot. I'm in it. I'm driving down Hollywood, down the racetrack, and, you know, stop, put this big paper mache horse head on me. <laughs> You know, come here and, and down my back. So he'd sit up there pretty good and put one on Jerry. He's in one chariot, I'm in another. Out of this, from behind this wardrobe trailer or whatever it was, here comes these black guys, a whole a herd of them. <laughs> and they had horns, you know, like trombones. And yeah. Oh, wow. Flute, what, and what are you going to color like and bugles or... and what have you? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, they got in. I'm, you know, you, I'm in the... Up here, the front of this chariot's right here. See, these guys are getting in behind me. About three of them. Three of them got in behind Jerry what over here. And they put they put some safety straps behind those guys so they didn't fall out. <laughs> and they told us, okay, we want you to race down the track. So that's what me and Jerry did. Jerry, golly, I can't think of his last name. We're going to help him for leather down the track. <laughs> Have you ever seen... You, not now you won't, but back then they had these great big camera cars with, with them big souped-up 12-cylinder engines in them. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big cameras on the back and all that big film yeah, camera. Yeah, the camera's like hanging yeah. on the back of the Yeah, yeah. there yeah. you go. Well, that's what it yeah. was. And they were filming us going down the racetrack, going belly to the ground with these guys in the back, these black guys in the back blowing their trombones. <laughs> and you still have no idea what's happening. No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of keeping them Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, come to find out they're making some kind of a commercial for a... Some kind of TV thing. That's all I ever found out. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> anyway. Didn't ever get any credit for that one, huh? No. Just... Well, we got away with it. Well, um, real quick, scoot a little closer to the mic. We, so we, we got can, away so with it. Hear you day, anyway, we didn't so, wreck the chariots or nothing. We didn't lose any of the horn blowers. Right? <laughs> no one died. We're so speaking of chariots, you worked on a... Uh, a, a little movie called Ben-Hur. Well, oh, actually, wow. no, it's not true. Didn't work on Ben-Hur. After Ben-Hur was made. Let me back the story up. Glenn, <laughs> my friend, Glenn, oh, how does this go? I, I was off in Arizona and New Mexico in a big location job, a big western. 
and gone a long time, gone a month. Came back to uh, Hollywood, North Hollywood, actually. And, I, you know, I thought about this many times. I can't remember how it all come to pass, but I ended up living at the Glen Randall training stable. He had, oh, three or four little places where guys could stay. Yeah. And I stayed there a long time. Didn't know Glen. I, I can't even remember how I come in. Um, how I came to be invited to stay there. I don't remember that. My yeah. memory's uh, slipped a gear on it. But but Glenn Randall, and you can look this up in your Google. Glenn <coughs> Randall, we're talking senior because there is a junior. Glenn Randall went to Europe under contract. MGM, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. To round up, meaning acquire, the horses that were going to be needed to film Ben Hur, which was a big deal. Yeah, yeah it was a it was big, a big epic. That was a big. <laughs> if you, if you've ever seen the chariot race in the original Ben Hur, they, they made another one, another. Ben yeah, Hur. but I, they, that's they not remade the it. That's not the one I'm talking. Blah. about. I don't even think I've seen. Can you remade. even? You can't possibly top the. I mean, like the thing that Charlton Heston is probably the most well known right, for. Right. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I did not work on the movie. I just got acquainted with Glenn because he trained all the horses. Okay. On the on the Ben Hur. Well, I say all the horses, all the key horses, all the main horses. You know. Yeah. yeah. Them them big white horses that they had hitched to the chariots. Uh, and then when Glenn got back from Europe. Or maybe I should say before he left, he bought, how many he bought? Eight of them big Olympus Honor horses. And mm-hmm. all the, har- you see the studio had specially made harness to, to do the filming. Oh, wow. and, and Glenn bought a lot of that stuff. Yeah. When the show was over, they come home, you know. And when Glenn got back home, him and Corky and his son, Glenn Jr., put together a specialty act they called the Ben the Ben Hur Chariot Race Act. Hmm. They went all over the United States to big horse shows and big rodeos and stuff. Oh wow! And, uh, that was my connection with the, the, with Ben Hur. Yeah. <laughs> How did you come across that? Because uh, you gifted me a, a paperweight uh, that the props that, that, department. Did, that right? was one of the things that Glenn. I, I, that was passed to me from, from Glenn. Glenn Randall. Yeah. Wow. No, I didn't. Wow. No. No. MGM did not give that to me. <laughs> it was just a memento, you know. Yeah. And uh, that I don't really know the story behind it, but wow. Glenn ended wow. up with it and a whole bunch of other stuff, of course. It was a big deal, you know. Ben Hurt yeah. was a big deal. Yeah. It was a huge yeah. deal. So that, yeah. so that just on this article, it says Randall trained the 78 horses. 78! That's crazy. That's, he, was, he was an amazing man, Glenn Randall. Wow. Was. And Corky... As well as Glenn Jr., if you look, you'll yeah. see Glenn Jr. He, 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 Glenn Jr., well, we, 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 Randall. Yeah, they're all we right always there. called him Jr. or Jr., one or the other, but, and after I left that country, he got, he got involved in stunt work and did really Indiana well. Jones stuntman, yeah, yeah, E.T. Yeah. stunts. He is, the, is he the one, because I remember you saying you had a friend that worked in Indiana Jones that was really disappointed with that one stunt of the truck falling truck. over. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 See, they, 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 they had a, I don't know what they call it in the trade, you know, but they got some kind of a bomb underneath that truck. Yeah. Knock it over. <laughs> Are you familiar 
I, I don't know the terminology, but I, I remember you saying well, that it didn't go a, the way it was supposed that, to have gone. It's kind of like a big old cylinder that it's got a bomb that, yeah. that makes it go and a dumps dumps the truck over. You know, big oh, wow. hydraulics kind of a big yeah. kicker. You know, yeah. Well, it didn't quite go. It did. it did. <laughs> it didn't actually. It, fell over. it just kind of topples over. Yeah, they wanted it to go blah blah blah, but it didn't. Yeah. You know. And Glenn was uh, junior. That is, you know, he was the stunt coordinator. Oh Him wow. And, well, I don't mean him and I meant to say there were some other very famous stunt people on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which, uh, it's been so long ago, I can't think of their names, but uh, Glenn did good. When I stayed over at Glenn Randall Training Stable that one year, that would have been 1964. Glenn Jr., well, he was like I had been. He was just trying to get a quartered. He didn't, he wasn't in the business. He, oh, wow. We would, he had this scaffolding that he would put in the barn. Glenn's had a big indoor riding facility to train mm-hmm. the horses, you know. And Junior, he put that scaffolding, I don't know what it was, up there tall, I don't know, 40 feet up or whatever it was. And them guys would get up on there, you wrestle around, fall off. Of course, they had some pads down there. <laughs> Doing the practice in their and, falls uh, and their stunt work. <laughs> and he was kind of training, getting ready, you know, he knew some guys, you know, that were in the business of stunt people, and they were helping him, you know. And he eventually, like I said, he he, he did. Glenn Jr. made made good. He, yeah, he did. there's a huge a long know, list the, of stunt to be the stunt credits here. There, that that's quite a bit. Yeah, it's pretty quite crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, he, stunt, he, 70, he's got 76 credits on IMDb, which I'm sure that there are plenty more that they don't <laughs> yeah. But, like, The Mask of Zorro, he's stunt coordinator on Mask of oh, Zorro. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Back uh, back in uh, when I was real young in that business, speaking of Zorro, <laughs> I'd work over at Walt Disney Studio. Really? Quite a bit, you know. Because they, uh, they made one called Daniel Boone. Oh, yeah. yeah. They made one called another, he'll, you know, can't think of his name, but anyway, they, they did Zorro. They made a Zorro, so mm-hmm. they had three. Back in the days when there was a Western on every TV channel. You right. Yeah. And uh, that's where I met Dick Farnsworth. You remember that picture of that old man in there? I told you that was Dick Farnsworth yeah. or Richard. I, in the movie business, they know him as Richard, but oh. we knew him as either Diamond, we call him Diamond, or Richard or Dick, one or the other. And... Uh, we were we were working on a Daniel Boone, I guess one of them. I can't remember <laughs> which one it was. And I was young and inexperienced, and you can identify with this. Oh, them old guys! They said, "Now you be sure and get out of the sight of that camera. Don't be standing there when they start rolling that camera. You've got to get out of sight, you know." Yeah. So. We had a bunch of loose horses in a corral that was made out of split logs, you know? Mm-hmm. And the whole deal was these Indians were gonna come in there and raid this herd, gonna steal this herd. And, and uh, this is the day I met Dick Farnsworth. I was in the barn, out of sight, looking through a crack. <laughs> and hollered, action, you know. Roll them. Yeah. Action. Okay, here comes this Indian. You know, there's four or five Indians. And there's not an Indian in the bunch, you know. They're all white guys. On this. <laughs> yeah. But they come in there, and uh, they, they're on horses. The guys ride in. The stunt guys ride in. And they get behind this herd of loose horses. They're going to drive them out this narrow place. 
next to the barn, which was a little log barn. I'm inside the barn, hiding, staying out of the camera, uh, looking through a crack. Dick's on the roof. He's in Indian wardrobe. He's, and the deal is, when they drive him out through that narrow place, Dick's going to bail off the top of that barn, land on one of these horses. They don't have a saddle or bridle or nothing, and make their escape. Cut. We love it, but that's not the way it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh Dick, he bailed off the top of that barn. He rode him for about a stride and a half, and off he came. Oh. And he fell through a, a fence. Uh, I'm talking about a split log fence, not a, not a, not a balsa wood fence. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about <laughs> And he fell through that. And... Uh, and he didn't, wasn't moving a lot when he was over there on the ground. And I was the first one to him. See, I'm just this, I'm just this dumb kid working as a regular, you know. Yeah. I, I haven't been around much, you know. He wasn't my friend or anything, you know, nothing like that. Or I was nobody important. I just happened to be there. You're close. You know, I, I seen Dick crash through that split log fence and didn't get up. And I, when they hollered cut, I rushed out there and, and helped him get to his feet and hold him up till he got there, you know, and all that stuff. And, and that's how I met Dick. Wow. <laughs> he was a good guy. Orson yeah. was a good guy. That's, that's, that's... the best introduction to well, somebody you know, ever. Uh, you know, in the movie business, I don't know how it is today, but back then, you know, a lot of people were not very gracious I'll mm. say yeah. mm. but Dick people like Farnsworth and Slim Pickens and uh, Ben Johnson and some others what's the what's the what's the character actor with the odd eye what's his name oh yeah I know we never looked him up did we no we didn't <laughs> uh Anyway, he was a yeah. nice man. Guy. Jack Elam. Oh, yeah, Jack, yeah. Jack Elam. You know, in, in the business, you, you run into people that are just nice people. Yeah. But then again, Lenny, there's not some. True for about Yeah, there's some not so great yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing about Oklahoma film that's I have been very fortunate in is that it seems like in this state, if you're not a good person, if you're not yeah. a nice person, don't expect to work very much. I was going to say, people, the word comes. I mean, I that, that's yeah. what's so fun is it, the word spreads. If, if you're not fun to work yeah. with or if you're not very nice to people, everyone else knows. And they talk. Yeah. I mean, not that it's not in, not in a gossipy way, just that in, it's in, like a, in a like, warning way, in a warning like, way, like we respect, you know, we, we respect everyone enough to not have to put them through when, you know, someone being a jerk to you. When we were working on uh, that movie in Colorado called, I'm trying to think of the name of the film. Uh, Comes a Horseman with James Kahn and Richard Farnsworth and Jane Fonda and Robards. What's his first name? Academy Award. Um, Jason. Jason Robards. Anyway, uh, this may sound kind of odd to you or different because uh, I, I encountered... You know, I worked as a wrangler. I'd been around yeah. the business several years by this time, so, you know, I, it wasn't anything new to me. And people, well, anyway, let me get to the point. I run into James Conn. He was on a horse, and I was on a horse. <laughs> he was coming from the camera, meaning the camera crew was over there shooting a certain yeah. segment, you understand. And I was at the crowds where the horses were, and I needed a horse that I had 
and I rode the horse toward the, where they were working, and he was finished with his part, so he was riding the other way, so we encountered, we passed <laughs> each other. And I said something. No, I don't mean like, hey, jerk. I don't say <laughs> what, what I meant was, you know, some greeting, some mm-hmm. decent, yeah. normal greeting. And he smart-mouthed me. Oh! oh. You know, some cold-shouldered me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But she was different. I, I, I met her a couple of times during our work that summer and uh, vested with her. She's a nice person. Yeah. And which is... Uh, Quite a recommendation, I think, for anybody in that business, especially of her status, you know. Yeah. Nice person. Yeah. I'm always pleasantly surprised whenever I meet people that are actually, like, really... Anybody that allows me to put a microphone on them, because I have to be all up in their grill. Yeah. And if they're kind to me while I'm, you know, in the middle of doing that, then that's kind of like, okay, you're cool. You're, you're was, a good person. Was Bo, do you work with Bo Derek here least recently? Yeah. Is yeah. she okay? She is the sweetest person. I was blown away because I was totally, you know, primed and ready to mm-hmm. have that diva experience because mm-hmm. she's 10, you know? I mean, she's she's Bo Derek. Yeah. And she's yeah. been around for decades. Right. Yeah. You know, so which means that she's been wired a thousand times. I didn't know. So right. she's over it. But she was so I sweet. Know. I didn't know John Derek. But I worked on a movie with him once many years really? ago. Yeah, I think it was one of them big biblical things, if I remember yeah. right. You know, like Spartacus. It wasn't Spartacus. It was a different one. The, um, you know, I worked on a couple of them big biblical style movies. Yeah. Lots of people, lots of livestock, lots of action. God, those well, those were like the original epics back then. Yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. Big. Golly. Yeah. I worked on. Uh, well, I think maybe my first big feature film I ever worked on was Spartacus. You remember Spartacus? Spartacus, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kirk Douglas? I believe so. Have I got that right? Yeah, I think so. I wow. Think. Which is another one that they tried to remake. They have, I know. Uh, they need to stop is, trying did, to remake classics. They remade that as a well, TV series, though, right? Like, I, I think they tried. They did. A, I know they did a TV series, but I think they also tried to make it into another a remake movie. Oh, did they? Okay. But, I think they made another one. I think I think that a big biblical, what I call a biblical movie. You know, one of the big epic things. Yeah. Called the greatest um, story ever told. Worked on that. Yeah. That was one of them big. What was there was one, what? am I thinking of? Is it? Um, yeah, Kirk Douglas. Yeah. What, wow. What's the one around Moses and? Where where is your God uh, now? What is that? What's that? What's the name of the movie? Uh, the ten, is that that's uh, not the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Charles, ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlton Heston Char- did. Yeah, a, 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 uh, went with that character once, didn't he? On a big, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Man. Yeah. So, did you you worked with? Did you ever work with John Wayne, or did you have met? Well, him? I worked on a movie, a couple of movies. That, yeah, I was on the on the on the location where we were filming it. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't his pal or anything. (laughs) (laughs) I I never shook hands nor met him or anything like that. I don't know what kind of person he was. I really don't. I really don't. All I know was I was there on the the set. And uh, we, if I remember right, that thing called How the West was one, that original one, was made by... MGM, if I remember right. Yeah. And he... MGM was behind a lot of uh, those big ones. There was... It was a big... Production and there's a lot of big movie stars on it, like Jimmy Stewart, Henry Fonda, of course John Wayne, and uh, others, which it slips my mind at the time. But I worked a lot. I mean, my memory is working at night a lot on that show. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, you know, like from here to that building out there, I could see John Wayne. I, I never stepped across <laughs> the dinner table from him or anything like yeah. that, you know. Was he as tall as we all think he is? He's tall. I'll tell you who's tall is uh, the guy that starred in the remake of How the West Was Won. What did I say? James oh. Arness. Yeah. See, James Arness made, he was the star in, in that, what's the name of that, uh, with the... Oh well, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know the TV, the TV show. Yeah, and, and he rode a big buckskin horse, big horse. And when the show was <clears> over, well, us Wranglers, we got to get all the horses rounded up, get them back in the truck, get them back to the barn, bring them back the next day. Depending on where we were working at the time, sometimes there might be corrals right there. But I remember getting on his horse. I'm hey, I'm kind of tall, long-legged. Yeah. But my feet like this much hitting his bottom of his stirrups. Oh wow. He's a tall, long Wow. <laughs> James Arnett. <laughs> and uh, you remember Hugh O'Brien? Mm. He did a thing called Wyatt Earp. It was in one of Wyatt them. Wyatt Earp. Oh, yeah. One of them. Not that wide. Oh, okay. This was way back then. That was one of them TV series. Oh. Okay. And, uh, you know, that, rem- that makes me think. There's some photographs somewhere. They're not in there. I don't know where they're at, but... Uh, he was a long legged guy. I'd get on his horse at the end of the day to go back to you know, put the horse Just constantly away. readjusting stirrups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a long legged guy. <laughs> I'm curious, uh, like, from the Wrangler's perspective, like, because this was back in the 1960s, was like, now we have PETA, now we have to have, like. Well, we had a. Uh, mm, I'm trying to think of the name of the organization, you know. Yeah. We didn't have Peter back then. I don't know. Are they a real pain in the butt around the movies? I, I like, in my capacity, well, I've never experienced with that, poor dog that freaking sound. dog movie. Well, yeah, I that mean, was... I, I'll be frank with you. Uh, somebody has to put a ceiling on what they do with animals. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they will just do whatever yeah, they want. That's they got to get, yeah. That's yeah. true. And uh, I've seen... We got to get the shot. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. Right. You I've don't have to put people happen. in danger. You don't have to put the horses uh, in danger. Right. The, the uh, Humane Society is what I was trying to mm. remember. Okay. The Humane, Humane Society. Society. Even yeah. when I, even way back in the mid-60s, the, the, or the uh, late 50s through the, you know, in those years, they if if they had livestock on a movie, they had to have a humane a representative, a representative. from the humane okay. society there. That was the rules or the law or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Now, of course, when you load up and go to Utah, hmm. uh, things change. <laughs> yeah, you load up and go out of state. You understand? You load up. When I say load up, when you when when, when you're in and around the city, Hollywood, in right. and around there. Yeah. Well. Uh, Humane Society was always involved if there were livestock on the show. Right. If you look because there's up, witnesses. You know, if you had a <laughs> big deal over in a different state, nah, things got a little iffy then. Wow. Yeah. Oh. You know, and it, it's funny the, as we're talking that I'm realizing more and more that like back then it's not so much different than it is now still. As far as Oklahoma film, because I've never worked out in L.A., so I don't know how it is now. Yeah. But but yeah, I don't. We've had horses. Um, We've had a lot of different situations with livestock and stuff where I don't think we ever had a humane society rep on Do set. you, uh, <clears throat> have you ever witnessed them fall a horse? I don't think so. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, to fall a horse, to Falling like trip, trip it? No, I've never, not I so far. I didn't know, you know, I've seen a lot and a lot, a lot of that kind of thing, you know. And uh, I only saw one time, 
and there was a herd of cows, meaning we were stampeding cattle. Mm. We're getting, we're filming a stampede scene, mm. you know, with all the cattle, dead run, cowboys hooping and hollering and mm-hmm, all that stuff, you know, you would do. And over the backs of the cattle, you see the horse go down. He fell. You understand? The horse <laughs> yeah. fell. Well, the truth of the matter is, they tripped him. Right. Oh. And the truth of the matter is, it was, it shouldn't have been done. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the only time in all those years I worked in the business that I ever seen that. But prior to that, prior to my arrival on the scene, they did. They tripped them. Mm. They put what they called running W's on them and on toe tappers, they call them, a, a way of jerking their feet out from under oh, them. Right. And the first thing to hit the ground is their teeth, you know. Oh, yeah. see. Yeah. And you've seen old, old Western, you know, they'll jump off a cliff into a lake. Well, right. You know, oh, yeah. All, the, what, they, what they do is they have a, up at the top of that cliff, they got a chute. A chute, you know, made out of wood, and they grease the chute and ride the horse. They've got it all disguised with brush and piles of stuff so the camera can't see the, the wooden yeah. chute. The cowboy comes running from the Indians, you know, and that this cliff is the only way he can go to get away. Yeah. Well, he didn't jump the cliff. He rode out on these greased boards, and the horse can't stop. Can't stop. And yeah. Yeah. Shoom, out oh, they go, no. and down in the water. Wow. Yeah. And see, that's a, it's kind of funny because like there's, there's a happy meeting because you have the, you know, a dog's life or whatever that movie right, is where, where people it, are freaking out about a trained dog. A trained dog. It was okay. The yeah. owners, you know, everyone, everyone was around was like, Was there a problem with okay. the dog? Did he the didn't want to get in the water at one part of the scene or something. Yeah. Well, somebody took camera footage, which, which is which really funny because be done, he was taking camera footage of what he was proclaiming as abuse, abuse of, a whole, of a dog, of this trainer trying to get this dog into white water and the dog didn't want to go oh. so he runs him around to the other side then the dog does go but you don't see that on camera then the guy who was ever so concerned about this dog sits on the footage for months and months and waits until the movie's about right. to premiere and then releases and then it releases really? It. you care so much no about the dog no immediate like oh no let's talk about this right now I just saw witness this no yeah. I'm gonna wait and ruin a movie slash yeah. ruin well it. you yeah. know uh, I've seen uh, in you know, in my work, I've seen all kinds of animals uh, being used. And, uh, you know, I, I know enough about that kind of thing that they, they mishandled that scene. They should have had more than one dog, probably. Yeah. They should have had another dog that had been previously acquainted with this water. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't afraid of it. Or maybe they should have changed the camera angles in addition to this, using this, we'll call him a stunt dog, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, some... There's a lot of different ways yeah, to, to keep they, they the dog from They could have effectively and... got that on film without... Stressing, just chuck the dog in the water. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think. But they, on the other hand, there there is abuse of animals. I mean, you yeah, do and that's the flip that side, and that's is. where the humane yeah. society is really appropriate. Uh, right. and like, yeah, well, I don't necessarily agree with PETA going to the extreme. Well, that's but the problem. It is that necessary. They go to the extreme. Right. Yeah. Right. Where I mean, I can't watch. Like, I know, I know, I know for a fact. Like a lot of you know the scenes on big movies, they're very diligent about. Making sure the animals are safe, but in the movie I can't watch animals die, right. oh, even though I yeah. know they're okay. I know they're okay. People are shooting <laughs> yeah. horses, and I'm like, no. 
die. Like, what is it? Aaron laughs at me. He's like, you don't care if a person dies. I was like, they're acting. Well, <laughs> Those horses. <laughs> you know, I was like, I know they're okay now, but still. I don't know anything about <laughs> y'all. I, I know Brian's worked in uh, uh, editing film and I'll call it splicing for yeah. better. Yeah. I don't clearly understand all that, but. Hey man, yeah. I've spliced in my day. <laughs> but in that work, in that work, connected with some creative camera angles and properly trained and handled animals, you can put all that together and come up with what you need without Mm -hmm. uh, hurting the animal. Right. I don't think it's necessary. Right, yeah. Yeah. I think the trick is just with animal, like the the toughest things to work with in film is kids Kids. and animals. Animals, yeah. (laughs) So if you don't plan accordingly, like just just plan for it to take a little longer. Well, you know, I don't know about y'all's local, uh, what you work, your local work and who you're working with and the caliber of animal trainers. I don't know what you got around here, you know. I don't think we have any, like, no one's got a, um, we have a lot of wranglers, mm-hmm. but it's always the same group of guys. It's, it's And there's, a, I mean, like, they do some stunts you and know, stuff. You being know, being a horse wrangler, uh, generally, now there are some complicated things sometimes, but generally speaking, if you know, if you understand horses and how to saddle them, how to harness them, how to, you know, it doesn't take a wizard yeah. to do that kind of work. Yeah. There is, there a, I will tell you, I'll tell you this one story that I, I was thinking of you whenever this happened. And I know I may have told this story on the podcast before, but I still get tickled by it. We were shooting America, which is a, a documentary that came out a couple of years ago. And uh, there was this scene that we were shooting where we're out. First of all, it's like, 25 degrees outside and we're shooting a scene with slaves working the fields and stuff so the slaves are in slave wardrobe which means they have no shoes it's 25 degrees and uh, they decided to put this one guy behind this horse that was pulling a plow oh this horse was originally a wagon horse it wasn't a plow like it hadn't pulled a plow before way different because a plow is way lower to the ground and so this horse isn't used to having this thing dragging behind him he's he's used to seeing a wagon right Yeah. yeah So, and then to put on top of that, they have the hazer, which is this big, loud fog machine, you know, blowing all this haze across the field. (laughs) And then I have my boom operator with the big dead cat, the big furry thing, hovering up here, you know, above the horse's head. And so you combine all these things together and this poor guy. Was there a wreck? Oh, well, they yelled action. And then the, the, you know, the slave driver whips his whip. And then the horse just takes off. (laughs) And the extra, the poor actor that was, you know, pulling the plow, he was like method, man. Like he was not letting go. And soon he like loses his footing, is dragging on the ground. Now his head is plowing the field. And this was... And he just disappears into the woods. Really? Was the camera... Did the camera pan with him? Oh, well, yeah, the the camera is still going. And uh, and then meanwhile, there was this horse pulling a wagon that was full of production assistants. All these young interns are watching all this. All this calamity that happens over here, the the horse pulling the plow and the slave dragging behind him spooks this horse over here pulling the wagon full of PAs. And the wagon with the PAs also disappears into the woods with the PAs. (laughs) And all of them just have this look of pure bewilderment. Like, is this what we went to film school for? <laughs> I tell you what, a, 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 a frightened horse <coughs> or a, a team can get in some hellacious wrecks. Oh, yeah. Everything up. 
And that's just like the randomness of, of having, like these are animals. At the end of the day, they're animals. So I mean like. You know, uh, it's only been about, I'm 78 now and I was, uh, I'm trying to think how many years ago that would have been. That'd been over 50 years ago, but I remember this horse's name. Clearly his name was Buddy and I'll tell you a story. Uh, kind of like this deal right here. I was very young, Wrangler, very inexperienced. And around a movie set, correct me if you've, if it's not the same way, you know, sometimes the hitch racks are not really buried in the ground. Sometimes they're just sitting on top of the ground. I'm talking mm. about the hitch racks in front of the saloon or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes the, the the fences are not really, really fences. They're just sitting on top they're of the ground. They're just kind of hanging in there. They're yeah, with like... some stuff, some weeds around the back. <laughs> they're set dressing. They're not. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the old Wrangler said, now, Harley, whatever you do, don't ever tie a horse up to anything that you're not 100% true is anchored to the earth because of all these fake fences around these movie sets you know and another thing don't ever tie buddy up because buddy will sure pull back and tear things up oh boy so here i am i got a, a wrangler at the time uh, we, we, if you're working with riding horses or saddle horses as we call them you had you, if i remember right Six was it. I, I could handle six horses. That was a union rule, you understand. Right. Yeah. So I had three <clears throat> lead ropes in this hand, three lead ropes in this hand, and I'm going toward this fence. I got three horses on my right, three on my left. I'm going toward this fence. I'm going to tie them up because they're calling for some other thing over here. They need me for something, so I'm kind of in a hurry. <clears throat> I go here, tie the first two up tie the third one up which happens to be buddy <laughs> they'd warned me never tie buddy up they told me never tie up to a dummy fence <laughs> uh, well i had actually i had actually checked that fence to determine yeah but i tied buddy up solid <clears throat> tied the other two horses up here there's three and then about that time buddy pulled back <laughs> <clears throat> buddy and and when he pulled back he pulled the whole fence up. <laughs> oh, no. Right over the top of me. Oh, no. And he was tied to a rail about as long as this dinner table. There's two yeah. other horses. About a split rail. <laughs> yeah. And, he's, and old buddy, he, he's loose. And <laughs> I'm <rail>. free! <laughs> and, he's, and he's pulled back, and he's got this end of the, he's got this split rail tied on the end of his lead rope, <laughs> and it's banging him on the legs. Oh. oh, no. So he starts, he just went nuts with this thing tied on the end of this rope. And he headed for this big barn. They were doing this. They had. They're going to film this barn on fire. But anyway, <laughs> they were setting up one of them big cameras, one of them big 16 millimeter film yeah. cameras. Of course, they had that big tripod. You know those big things like this. Huge, yeah. yeah. And they had all oh, about three guys around that big camera, and somebody hollered, "Loose horse!" <laughs> and Buddy was headed in their direction, about a hundred mile an hour, with that beam up underneath his belly. Oh gosh. And. They, the boy the, didn't take them long. They were, I guess, they were well trained with their equipment because they grabbed up that big tripod and all that stuff and <laughs> yeah. yanked that they out. Were, of they had all that stuff out of there and inside that barn as Buddy went by. <laughs> Oh, no. Then the way the camera teams treat their camera is equal to the Secret Service treating the president. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> the dive in front of it. But anyway, one of the older wranglers came to my rescue and captured the horse and got that beam off the end of that lead rope. And, oh, so buddy. 
<laughs> it's always so funny how fast things can go sour. Oh, yeah. With, oh, with, yeah. with livestock, things can go sour in a hurry, mm. real sudden-like. Mm. It doesn't take all day for a wreck to develop. No. Yeah. Uh, we, we the, the, the closest or most interaction I've had doing anything film or theater related with animals, we did Oklahoma in my oh, high school yeah, for yeah. just the, the play, you know, at the Centennial, horses, and they got some horses mm-hmm. on stage, yeah, and we yeah. met, you know, pulling the little Surrey. Yeah, and but these are well... Oh yeah, the horses, they didn't have to do anything. But I mean, and and of course they, you know, they interacted with us. They had blinders on too, so Mm. because the lights coming from the stage, Mm -hmm. they're worried, and then the applause, they were worried about the applause upsetting one of the horses. But we, you know, I mean, the worst that happened was took a poo right on stage (laughs) as the numbers finished. So you can't do anything. Yeah. We've had to. You just kind of close the curtains, (laughs) scoop it on up, sweep it on by. That's one of my favorite things about working with horses is the amount of times that a take has been completely boned because the horse is taking a crap or, or pee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you have to. Uh, we used when we'd work at the studio, we'd be on the what we call the back lot. You know, like the big studios in the day, they don't even exist anymore. I don't yeah. think. You know, like Warner Brothers. There's or a Universal. few little Warner Brothers does have a back lot still. There was a big fire, but yeah, a lot of it is still intact. I think. But. Uh, I remember the. I, I don't even remember what his trade craft was. He's a laborer, possibly, or I don't know what what he's what they call him. But not just him, that particular individual. But if you next week you'd be working on another show at another studio, you'd have another guy just like him. But their job was to pick the horse crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was we always have one poor PA that's designated that that. That's, that's, that's <clears throat> Yeah, if you ever see a. Uh, a scene, you know, on film, you know, where the horses are all tied up in front of the saloon. Mm-hmm. There's someone. Pretty clean. <laughs> yeah. The unsung heroes. <laughs> not not in real life, but in, in, in a movie. There isn't a lot of horses yeah. around. Yeah. What was the name of the horse? Because I remember you telling me the story of this. Uh, I think it was one of Glenn Randall's horses that was pretty well known for a while. That he would just like. It was it Glenn Randall or was it somebody else that would just like basically let him free on the back lot and everybody knew oh, this horse. That was Ralph McCutcheon. You can look Ralph McCutcheon up in your, on your Google there. Uh, now, guys, I'm reaching way back in my memory. And uh, it's been so long ago. Just to be honest with you, I don't even know. I can't even remember why I was there that day. Uh, Glenn, I don't mean Glenn, but Ralph, Ralph McCutcheon. See, back in those days, you had... To the best of my recollection, and there could have been more, I, I, I just don't really remember, but in the movie business, if you needed horses trained for something special, you called Ralph McCutcheon or Glenn Randall, mm-hmm. one or the other. <clears throat> Ralph, you know, in recent years, we've remade a movie called Black Beauty, am yeah. I correct? Yeah. Well, Ralph McCutcheon had the original Black Beauty wow. from way back in the whatever there, yeah. a long time ago, you know, probably... Back in the late forties, maybe. And but this horse, I, I I don't think was the original black horse. The horse I'm going to tell you about. Yeah. I think he was a more Johnny Come Lately horse. Uh, but I went with Ralph McCutcheon. I, I can't remember what studio it was, but it was a big sound stage. We were on a sound stage working, and they were doing a scene inside of a stall with this horse, with this black horse, that. He either called him Pig or Butte. 
<laughs> pig. A little short cut name, you know. Yeah, right. yeah. That's what Ralph called him. Hey, pig. Hey, or pig. Butte. Butte. <laughs> Something like that. <coughs> but uh, I was there on a sound stage with Ralph and this black horse he called, you know, that black beauty horse. The, the original one, not not the more recent one. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Ralph was in the stall with the camera and the actresses and actors and all this stuff and all them hot lights and stuff in that stall, you know, and they were doing some kind of scene where the horse had to lay down, play sick or dead or whatever it was, I don't remember. But, but Ralph, he come out of there with that horse and handed me the horse's lead rope. He said, take old Butte out here and just take him right out there and turn him loose. And now what we have, this old time studio, I don't remember which one it was, but you could look down that, it was a long narrow blacktop street, and over here on the left was uh, little flower gardens and little bits of hedges and lawns and little, oh, I don't know what they were, little offices, I guess, over here on the right. Entrance ways to these big sound stages. Yeah, <clears throat> and, uh, and of course, if you went to the left, it wasn't very far out to the main gate. You know, with the big archway over the top and yeah. out on the main drag. You know, but Ralph didn't wasn't a bit concerned. <laughs> he said, "Just take old dude outside the door there and turn him loose." Turn him loose. <laughs> so I did. I did. I just took. I just That's a well-trained horse. No kidding. <laughs> well, I, I, I was out there quite a while. I, I was watching him. He was from, that horse was from me to that building. He had wandered off down that street, you know. The horse did. Yeah. He's, he's nipping on flowers and little grass. <laughs> Ladies were petting him and feeding him pieces of donuts. And, whatever. <laughs> and he's just having a big time going. He's just going, he's going south. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, old Ralph, he says, uh, Ralph, come out. I remember it was a little, he come out the sunset. I remember it was a little slope walk down to the regular street. He whistled at him like that. Hey, pig, come here. Old piggy threw his head up like that. Looked at old Ralph. He didn't get excited. The horse didn't. He didn't come running or anything oh, like that. Yeah. He just started, he he just started coming. All right. He just, yeah, like, kind of like that. Well, shoot, all right. <laughs> Gotta go back to he work. He just started walking back, pick him a little grass. Like little kids. Still better than what my dog will do. I'm like, Dexter, Dexter, get over here. And I've even got, apparently I scream at Dexter a lot because... Oliver, my son, has started doing that. Anytime oh. he comes out, we open the, the garage and he like comes walking on out just to, you know, go pee on the bush or yeah. something. Yeah. And Oliver's over here like, Dexter, get inside, Dexter. And I'm like, is that, that's what I sound like, apparently. No, I and he just looks at me like, nah. And then I say, you want to eat? And then he Glenn goes, Randall, yeah. he had all the Roy Rogers horses. He had the Trigger. Oh, wow. And Buttermilk, you remember Buttermilk? That was Did Dale you ever work Evans's with Trigger? Because oh. Trigger's like a legendary horse. Well, there was more than one of them. I only knew the one, of course, you know, over, the, over, <clears throat> over Roy Rogers' career. Well, there was right. more than one, but, and I was only acquainted with the one. I, I don't know, They around the barn, they called him Zephyr. Uh, he was a, okay. a registered horse of some breed, which I don't really remember. Wasn't a quarter horse. He was more like a standard bread or something. They were highly trained horses, both the little buttermilk horse and the trigger horse. And he trained, uh, oh, I was trying to think of that other movie actor's name, not Gene Autry, but had that buttermilk, color, that, that, that chocolate colored horse. Yeah. Trained him and kept him, you know. Wow. God. Man. 
That's so cool. <laughs> well, we Did are. Did you ever hear <clears throat> of a place called? Well, we always called it the Autry Ranch. We, you know, when I say we, I mean us in the that were working there. You know, yeah. uh, wranglers, uh, extras, actors, stunt people, whatever. But it was actually, we call it the Autry Ranch because it belonged to Gene Autry. But, and it was a Western Street, you know what I mean? Western Street, you know, old, old faults from buildings. And, but, yeah. But they, were, but they weren't faults. Right. In this case. Oh, oh wow. it was real. They were real. Oh, oh. yeah. In wow. this case, they, they, were, they were real. And, you know, you could go inside the general store and it was all stocked oh. and everything. Oh, my gosh. You know, go here, go there, look around you, go in the saloon, and, you know, those staircase going up to the top. And then, yeah. You know, all that. Wow. All. And that's where they filmed a lot of them TV westerns, you know, like uh, Gunsmoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I- I'm talking about because of the street scenes, you know. They changed the signs, you know. Right. You switch yeah. around yeah. that, but... Sign yeah. Down. yeah. They, you know, put up the Long Branch Saloon or whatever they did. I don't know. Did that, you know. Filmed a lot of them things right there. Wow. Yeah. Man. That's really cool. That that's not that was real. You know, <laughs> yeah. When yeah. you get it so used to it. It was adventurous for me. Yeah. As, you, know, I did, you know, as a young guy, real young, you know, I, I, I'd never worked around anything like that before. So when I found myself unloading a bunch of horses to make a western movie that's pretty adventurous you know yeah <laughs> I remember one time <clears throat> over probably Universal or, or Warner Brothers probably you know they had a, what we call the back lot which was the western street you know here again I was young couldn't you know trying to break into this business didn't have a lot of seniority so I'd take yeah. whatever job would come my way and that, that is exactly how it is today still yeah. and if, if you if you're down there sometimes some of those studios I think like 20th Century Fox has some corrals and barns and stuff and so did Universal and so did Warner Brothers and sometimes we'd leave them overnight or maybe more than one day uh, rather than haul them all the way back to the barn mm. and then bring them back the next day. Mm. You know, just yeah. leave them. But if livestock was left at the studio, you had to have a night watchman. Oh, not, yeah. Not just oh, a yeah. night watchman, but, you know, according to union rules, you had Someone. to have a wrangler there. Yeah. Right. So I'd do that kind of work every once in a while. Oh, Stay all really? night. Yeah. So now get this if you can picture this. Everybody's gone. Nobody's there but me. <laughs> and I'm and I'm on the same street that they shot uh, some big western, you know, and here your imagination comes away with oh, you. Yeah. You're only about being alone on yeah, the you're about yeah, you, did you have yourself some, old, some standoffs you know? with yourself and, yeah. some... <laughs> and uh, everybody's gone, sun's going down, there I am on the western street. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I would be I would Going you know, that old boardwalk, you know. That, <laughs> yeah. You know, looking at some of those buildings where you know you could go in them and look around. Stuff. Oh yeah. Oh I would so do Oh that. I anytime that I find myself on set alone, uh-huh. I become the nosiest person on the planet like i'm just like going through all the nooks and crannies like his art department just leaves all sorts of cool little things i would love to be if i were to do anything it would be props on sets because i would like just that's what i find fascinating is how they set that up to make it look so realistic like this is someone's just cabinet and they're doing a shot but someone put that stuff there to make it look real that's all i love uh, that yeah uh, uh, highly skilled Artwork set, oh, it's so freaking. I mean, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. It is a rabbit hole on, on the amount of detail that they yeah. go into. It's yeah. crazy. 
Well, this has been really, really cool yes. for us to, to sit down and talk to you. And th- it's cool for me to be able to get to share with our audience. Like, these are the stories that kind of inspired me to even start doing this in the that's first what I was, place. That's what I wanted to ask. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I would be inspired just listening to all this. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> we'll start this deal all over again. Yeah. When Brian was about this tall, I, he may not remember this. I don't remember it just crystal clear, but I remember... He he had a movie camera of some kind. Oh, oh. I must have. I uh, really yeah, I had the little that. family video camera, yeah. the, the VHS. Now, wait a minute, so big. Well, I'm going back. Oh, you're, you're talking back when you were an old kid. I'm talking about when you were a young kid. Oh, okay. okay. He had this. I can't really clearly remember how he had this thing working, but he had. A, a little buggy or a cart with a movie camera on it. Oh. And it okay, I, I vaguely remember this. I don't remember if it wound up or if it had an <laughs> electric motor. Or, I don't remember that, but he would send it. It would have it in the house. Yeah. He was fooling around with this thing. He was about this tall. Oh, my. And he would shoot it off down there and... Well, how would we do that? Then you'd show the film and... That's yeah. so funny. Uh, I can't, I, I can't my imagination running away with No, that's no. So this has been ago. a long time. It's been a long time coming, yes. <laughs> making the shots. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is also cool because Grandpa here's the one who taught me how to ride horses and like oh, to wow. saddle a horse and take care of him. You may not know this, but he looks pretty good on a horse. <laughs> I don't think I I've ride. ever seen Brian on a horse. I, can, I don't think I've ever seen him. I, I don't get to ride well, nearly as much know, as I, you know, uh, was, I wish I could. Like you know, you you would have to get used to it all over again. Yeah. I promise mm-hmm. you, you would. You really would. Oh, I'll be saddle sore immediately. <laughs> well, not so much saddle sore, but I'm talking about the actual feeling. Yeah. Feeling comfortable and safe up there. On, and on an enormous animal do, yeah. that could literally kill you, but oh, they're yeah. so gentle and so smart. I love horses. You know, when we, <laughs> yeah. I, horses are like giant dogs to me. They're so they're funny. They're so funny. You they remember I told you about the chariot and they, and they asked me, did you ever drive a chariot? And I told them, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd never even seen one. <laughs> 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 oh, I knew that the Hodgins brothers had three or four chariots back there in the back in a row with some other horse-drawn vehicles. That's all I knew. But yeah. anyway. But where I'm going with this is extras. You're all familiar oh, with extras. Yeah. Extras, uh, at least then, probably now, famous for saying, you know, maybe... Uh, I don't know who would be doing this. Maybe the assistant or whoever would say, "Hey, can you drive a wagon?" Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. They horse? still yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They need it. Do you know how to play the piano? Want, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we were. You don't remember? Probably it's been too long ago. But they made a. Was it Ward Bond? Yeah. Wagon Train made a made a TV series called Wagon Train back in those days. And we were moving wagons, or covered wagons. If yeah. you can picture an old scene where there was a row of covered wagons, you mm-hmm. know, and we were we were moving them, going to uh, changing locations. You know, well, I don't know. We did some stuff over here. We're going to move from there over there, and, and uh, this extra, <laughs> one of those guys who said, "Oh yeah, I've oh, got sure. it." Yeah. Well, <laughs> nothing I, has changed. Know, I, I genuinely could. Right. Handle a team of horses. And uh, so I was up on the seat with him. We were just moving. We weren't shooting. We are just moving the wagons. And uh, this extra guy was driving. And I... He had revealed to me previous to this that he could He had no idea. <laughs> he really I don't actually know how to ride. But would you help me? <laughs> oh. 
So make I, me look good. Yeah. So I, well, it wasn't really as long as you're on flat ground, you're not doing any runaways or anything like that. It was okay. He could do it, you know, if he'd just do what I told him to do. But here's the funny part of it was, we, we, <laughs> he was driving the team, and I'm the, I'm sitting over on the passenger side of the seat, and we're getting along pretty good. But these teams, there was I don't know four or five wagons ahead of us. They were going down this draw down in the bottom and up the other side and it was dry grass you talk the, the wheels are iron you know steel yeah. slick there's no tread like a car tire we we pointed that team down that slope we're going at an angle not straight down but at an angle and that iron tires on the wagon started sliding on that dry oh, grass oh no and the wagon I'm looking for a prop here we go <laughs> the wagon went like this the wagon went we're going like this we we, we tipped the team over that little deal oh, oh gosh yeah. it starts sliding sideways oh god just yeah. like this <laughs> team's over here team, oh man the team's pulling team's going but the wagon sideways wagon sliding sliding. <laughs> that guy had dropped the lines and was in my lap oh no <laughs> he was crawling he was crawling uphill <laughs> i don't want to be an extra anymore <laughs> and that old that old team wasn't going anywhere yeah you know because we're talking wagon train that 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 team had been there many times on that show you understand yeah so there was nothing yeah. there was no uh impending uh, runaway or anything right. like yeah that. Oh, but wow. it scared him because, oh, oh yeah man. because he wasn't familiar he didn't know what he was doing and that's one thing thought he was messing up and, if yeah. you have one takeaway from this episode if you ever are an extra on set be honest don't lie. with your skill set don't lie put it on your special <laughs> like you everyone has those special skills on their resumes yeah that's yeah. fine. Add the things you can actually do. <laughs> right. That probably isn't riding a horse. Help. There's if no faster right. way to be found out yeah. than on a movie that set. That probably isn't that you can snowboard really You know, well. yeah. if, you, if you are a, an actor or an extra and the script calls for you to be around a horse, not necessarily get on it, but you need to look from the camera's point of view as if you're comfortable yeah. right. what you're around doing. this right. two-ton animal. And uh, my advice would be to... Consult one of those wranglers and see if they won't help you. Yeah. You know, Get a little more comfortable. You know, just, yeah. just, just be frank. Hey, look, I don't know a lot about these horses. How about <laughs> here, will you? Yeah. And yeah. those guys probably would. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, and I can honestly say, like, some of the nicest people I've ever met on set were not Teamsters, but <laughs> it's weird. The polar opposites. The nicest guys are the Wranglers because they're salt of the earth, down to earth dudes yeah. that just yeah. work around these yeah, animals. Yeah. They yeah. like working with horses. And then the most angry, dark people ever are the Teamsters, Teamsters? that drive the automotive versions. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> oh, man. Let me, let, me actually, let, me, let me end this here. I'll tell you all a funny story before we go. We can stop this deal. I told you I were worked on the original Magnificent Seven. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't work on it a lot, you know, because, you know, it took a while to get it on film. I didn't work every day on the show. I just yeah. worked on it here and there, you know, a little, maybe a day here, a couple of days there, and so on and so forth. Well, one day, and I can't even remember who this was, actor, he's an actor, and his uh, script called for him to come running up. I might have told Brian this story. It's kind of an odd story. Funny story. <laughs> I, think, maybe, I think maybe I've heard he this. He come story. running <clears throat> up, hell bent for leather on this horse. This is what the script called for <laughs> in front of the saloon. Bank, saloon, I can't remember saloon, I think. Yeah. You know, just going like the Dickens and slide the horse to a stop, bail off and go through the batwing doors of the saloon. But the thing about it was, his foot hung in the stirrup when he 
stepped off that horse and he fell flat on his face. <laughs> so it's cut, cut, cut. Okay, let's do it again, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Take two. Here we go. He's back over there, you know, getting ready for his big run. Going to do it all over again. I'm out of camera range over here. I'm sitting over here on the end of that boardwalk in front of that uh, saloon. I'm sitting over here out of, I'm not, you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I'm watching him. Hey, I can't remember who the guy is. He's a kind of an actor stunt. I think y'all call them stunt players nowadays. Yeah. But anyway, it was a stunt double. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't say anything because I'm just a stupid kid of about 19 years old. I couldn't say much, you know. But I knew what was happening to him. I knew why he was falling. He did it the second time. Same thing. Oh, no. He come running up there, bail off that horse, going to go for the bat wings on the saloon. <laughs> but he fell down. Just Put hung the in dust. The stirrup, fell down. And it was lunchtime. Lunch, they called lunch. And I'm sitting over there. Of course, me being a wrangler, I got up and walked over there to get his horse, you know, so yeah. he could go with the rest of <clears> the <throat> he, he says, he asked me, I don't remember his exact words, but he asked me, what, what can I do? You know, <laughs> something, you know, can you help me? <laughs> what, what's going on? Why am I falling down? And I told him it's them damn boots. Yeah. <laughs> He's got crepe sole boots. And they mm. were just sticking in the stirrup like glue. So he came back. He went to, maybe he, maybe he asked me it after he got back for lunch. I can't remember that part. But I remember we went over there on the end of that boardwalk, just like this thing. It ended right there. We sat down side by side. I put on his boots and he put on my boots. Oh, really? My <clears throat> boots were cowboy's boots, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, slick leather on the bottom. Mm -hmm. He backed off over there and they hollered for him to come. He came, slick as he could be, bailed off, went through the bat wing doors. Of the <laughs> made the shot. Yeah, made the shot, and he was happy. Well, as it I think it just out, saved the movie. Yeah. As it turns out, he was influential in the, what do you guys call it? The oh, the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was influential in the Screen Actors Guild. Of course, I was a wrangler. I, by that time, I was in the union. I was a member of the... And in those days, you couldn't belong to both. Oh. Yeah, I think it's still that Yeah, Oh, is it? I think yeah. it is. I don't think But anyway, done. he said, hey, if you ever want to... What do you call it? SAG cards? That yeah, SAG yeah. card. Mm -hmm. If he said, if you ever want a SAG card, just give me a hug. Say it, you could have launched your acting career. There you go. Right then. Yeah. Well, well, we're going to... We're gonna have to end it on that yeah. because I've got, mom's giving me the the watch. So and I know you <laughs> gotta right. go, and I gotta I gotta think I gotta this be. This has at, been wonderful. Yeah. This has been so so cool. Oh. And thanks for sitting down yeah. with us and driving down from Claremore and and Get meeting at mom's twice. house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the way here. But um, but it's okay. I can't. I, I get lost every time I get in that yeah, car. Yeah. <laughs> Look but, at the sunshine and guys. So this is this has been awesome, and hopefully maybe we can get together with you again and we can talk okay, some we more. Okay, we try sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. So, I, I enjoyed it. And maybe we can make it make it to Claremore instead. Yeah. Silly. Yeah, that'd be really cool. If y'all ever get involved in filming a big western, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to just come out and see what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah. I will Ooh. give you a call the next time because right. I guarantee that's going to happen. I would just like to see what's... I'd just like to watch y'all work. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you might be surprised at how little things have changed. Honestly, yeah. like you know, again, like the way you're, you've well, been describing it, it's mostly it's just similar. people's haircuts. Yeah, basically, <laughs> things do change. Yep. Yeah, they don't do it the same way now that they used to. 
Yeah. All things. Right, right. Even the training and the handling of the horses, are, it's all changed. It's all different. Yeah. I promise you it has. Yeah, yeah. I'm not there and I'm not over there where y'all working on these movies <laughs> and all, but, but I just know from being around other people that, that yeah. Yeah, it's work different. with horses. Well, I'll tell you that one of the Wranglers here over, because I was talking about you mm-hmm. to a couple of the crew guys, like we were just swapping stories. You remember their names? I can't remember his name, it's but okay. he mentioned, uh, he came up and he was like, did your grandpa work with Glenn Randall? And I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think I know who you're talking about. I think I remember Hurley Hughes. Really? Yeah. And I no, can't remember his name. It couldn't but, have been one of the old guys because they're all dead now. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a little older, but um, I wish I could remember his name. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Oki Show Show, on Facebook and Twitter at Oki Show Show, and uh, that's it. We'll see you in the yeah. next two weeks. All right, bye. So neat to hear these stories. You know, the more we visit, the more stories I think about. <laughs> the more, That's good. The more memories that well, come I get worried about yeah. my own memory. I'm not going to be able to do this kind of thing when I'm old. I you know, have yeah. to tell them. I make her mother, I was really, telling We have mom. a recorded document. Yeah. Your mama you. never got to go out on a movie set. No. Back really? in those days. Yeah. Back in those days, you know, things were different. Yeah. You didn't... Uh, I couldn't bring her out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a little more closed set back Closed then. set, yeah. yeah. Hey, have you actually used the little doodah I bought you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh. a running gag. It is. Yeah. We, we, we love it, yeah. What, what, what? what? Show me the sound, sound My sound effects machine. machine. I bought it. Was... What do you do with that? That's just a little, you know, like old school radio push. shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> If I ever make a joke that bombs, then I I do this one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's for money. (laughs) Here you go, Brian. Yeah. That sounds like you actually could have just recorded that. That's actually it is you. All right. So Kelly, what is your role in this whole deal? Uh, he just asked me to do it. <laughs> I was like, she okay. is. So normally we do uh, we play improv games, and yeah. she's kind of the the game master. Yeah, because I, I still do I still well, try to improv. I stay here. There, yeah. Hey, come on.